0: Your hair's looking just super gay. So
1: I, I really did try to gay it up. I was like, I need to be at least the second gayest looking person on this I mean, podcast. So this is—is
0: it, is it a fresh fade or what? Do we have happening? Here? It's a fresh fade.
1: It's uh its a uh, half to two.
0: Welcome to this Bible podcast. I know the name's super creative. I'm your host, Sam Lewis, and I'm glad you're here. We'll be diving into the daily lectionary, and I hope you'll find something that is maybe a little fun, maybe meaningful, and hopefully brings you closer to God. Let's dive in.
1: My name is Lindsay Belker. I'm the pastor at Christ Church United Methodist in Santa Rosa. I'm going to be reading John 16, 16 through 24. This is in the New Revised Standard Version. A little while, and you will no longer see me. And again, a little while, and you will see me. Then some of his disciples said to one another, what does he mean by saying to us, a little while, you will no longer see me. And again, a little while, and you will see me. And because I am going to the Father. They said, what does he mean by this, a little while? We do not know what he's talking about. Jesus knew that they wanted to ask him. So he said to them, are you discussing among yourselves what I meant when I said, a little while, and you will no longer see me. And again, a little while, and you will see me. Very truly, I tell you, you will weep and mourn, but the world will rejoice. You will have pain, but your pain will turn into joy. When a woman is in labor, she has pain because her hour has come. But when her child is born, she no longer remembers the anguish because of the joy of having brought a human being into the world. So you have pain now, but I will see you again, and your hearts will rejoice, and no one will take your joy from you. On that day, you will ask nothing of me. Very truly, I tell you, if you ask anything of the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Until now, you have, asked for anything in my, you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask and you will
2: receive so that your joy may be complete. Word of God, people of God. Thanks Thanks be to God. Oh, John. Yeah, what's
1: every time I have to read these passages out loud to my church, I think. We can't use any any, we have to always use the full antecedent. Like we can't just use a pronoun or abbreviate. We just need to.
0: Did we have other words available to
1: us? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Right. It is, it is three times that we hear the phrase soon. You won't see me. And soon after that, you will see me. Like.
1: Yeah. And I can only, um. you know, the Greek text is still also repetitive. It's not like it's not like we didn't have additional words in English to describe different words in Greek. Like, no, he's just, he's gotten on this little wild train and he's riding it for longer than a little while. I'm going right? to take it. It's like uh, uh,
0: the song we used to sing in contemporary quote unquote worship with I'm desperate for
1: you. And it went on and on and on. Like, there's only so desperate I can be. Yeah. Yeah. Until a certain point, you're just desperate about being desperate. And then. Yeah. What's what's that? You might well, you might as well be a little affair at that point. that's right, yeah,
0: <laughs> but yeah, no, i I think it's like, oh okay, clearly there is something here, right? So some in the Greek definitely in kind of the First Testament in Hebrew, like if it's repeated, like it's for emphasis, right? Mm-hmm. um and so I think you know, in some ways we're going for emphasis, but it is a it's a long phrase to be repeating here for emphasis.
1: Yeah, yeah, but I think that that's a that's a good point that we're repeating it so so we kind of go right perhaps we deepen right so we go I think we sort of go from the the head in some ways to the heart to the body, right? And I think there is something
2: there's something to be said that I think
1: you know so much of John sometimes feels very um sort of like hyper dogmatic to me and yet right this this piece feels very universal and i feel like um even woo-woo people in northern california can get behind this <laughs> idea that everything is only little like is it, everything is only for a little while right, right? there's such uh, it's such a finite period of time that we that we live it's a finite period of time that we have with the people we love Um, and that does mean that our suffering is finite too and so it's um I just think we can know that in our minds and then it's something very
2: different to know that in our hearts and in our bodies yeah And, and I do think you know it's this thing where we have to we we maybe do have
0: to repeat it over and over mm-hmm. and over again right uh, particularly when we are suffering right to say like yep it's bad and and it's going to be bad mm-hmm. and bad is not forever
2: Hmm. Hmm.
1: yeah I think especially when we're um when we're suffering right I don't know about for you but for me like I don't even need to be like full blown suffering. I just need to have a cold. And I'm like, (laughs) Oh my, Oh my God. Will I always be this way? Will like I always be sick. Right. And, and for me, I'm a, I'm a, I'm privileged to be a relatively healthy person. The truth is I'm not someone who has chronic respiratory issues. It's not forever for me. It is just for this little while. And yet, I think we, we give in, at least for me, sometimes I give in so quickly to suffering and imagine that my, my suffering is the be all end all of my life. Um, and Jesus is sort of interrupting that here, even as he's right. Even as he's telling them, like, I'm going to be leaving you, right, I'm going to die. Um, he's still saying that grief that you have for me will just, it will be for this, this this brief window of time
2: yeah
0: but it you know i catastrophize right something goes wrong and i'm like i can't do this Mm -hmm. i have like i think i couldn't possibly um like actually like just just hang in there a little bit like it's only so long and now you know we do have to approach that carefully because there are people whose suffering is a lot longer Mm -hmm. than mine is. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. and I know, you know, for people with chronic pain or, um, you know, other chronic conditions that, you know, they hurt every day or, you know, people who have losses beyond what I can imagine. Right. These are things that, that don't feel like it'll
1: be okay. You know,
0: just, just keep going.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's true, especially for folks for whom that pain carries across generations, right? Um, that's, a, that's a really good point, Sam, that I feel like we, um, I think we can only ever say that, that sort of little while um, phrase to our, ourselves, right? Because we also know that moments can stretch an eternity. Right. right and 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 that's um i don't I don't actually see Jesus dim, diminishing the pain of his of his disciples here right he's speaking to he's speaking to something else um and I don't feel like he's he's trying to minimize what hurt they might be going through he's he's kind of got a a, a three thousand foot view and he's giving an arc, which is different than him saying like, get over it, I'm only going to be dead for like 3 days and really that 3 days is only 36 hours. I don't know why you count it that way. Like <laughs> um, I don't know what's wrong with you guys. I don't know what's wrong with you guys. This is like it's going to be real short. You'll be fine, right? He doesn't he doesn't diminish that. And I think it's notable that the the person who's saying this in a little while, like it's just a little while, is a person who will be crucified and knows it. Um 3 hours can be a little while. Uh but probably not when you're being tortured in one of the most painful ways right. humanly possible, right? So that's the piece where I, I, I think those words of defining what a little while is um, needs to be contextualized and also depend on the the power we have in any given situation.
0: Yeah. And I think you're right. I think, you know, not diminishing, right? And not mm-hmm. saying like, oh, you're fine, actually, Mm -hmm. right that's not what's happening here and nor should it be what happens right um i and i think that is one of the tendencies of uh Mm -hmm. people right a lot of people deal with other people's loss really poorly Mm
1: -hmm.
0: other people's pain really poorly right
1: um
0: you know and and i am as guilty as the next i try to be really intentional about it but sometimes i say things that i'm like oh hmm you were trying to be comforting there, but really what you did was like diminish their suffering uh, or try to give them a, a pep
1: talk. Yeah, yeah, I, I still, I haven't developed it yet, but I want to preach a sermon series on um what not to say when someone is suffering. Uh, things like um, God has a plan. That's a bad one. <laughs> That's uh, pretty bad things like everything happens for a reason that's about the akin to that but also um the one that always pisses me off is when somebody dies and somebody says oh they're in a better place because like uh i don't know i think the best place for my loved one to be is with me right so what are you saying Like <laughs> <Right>? um <laughs> a better yeah. place for who yeah yeah And i think right right i appreciate right that jesus isn't, isn't doing that and, instead i actually feel like he's he's holding the, the size of this grief and this fear and the suffering his disciples might have. And he's also saying like, there's more in the world. And I think that's true. That's true in at least every situation I've encountered. Right. I love when he makes this, 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 this shift and he says, no one will take your joy from you. Right. And so there's suffering, there's the enormity of the suffering in this world. And also, um, even in the midst of great suffering, it it never ceases to amaze me how human beings can find joy, right? It's, yeah. it's and, and that, that joy is something that is, um, you know, I think it's given by God and um, no one can take, joy from you you can only give it away right and that's the piece where I feel like uh sometimes we look at suffering people and we I mean I think right we both know this Sam that for like most of major media history like if there's a a gay character in a in a in a depiction right they're probably gonna die they're gonna die they're gonna die and um it's not it's not just recently that queer people have experienced joy like queer people even in times of uh, distress even in times of oppression even in the midst of, of suffering both in history and in today like we still encounter joy right, right. We, we find joy in, in 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 life and it's a particular kind of joy because it's particular to who we are right and so I I only imagine that's true of of many different kinds of people,
2: right? Yeah.
0: And, you know, Jesus also uses this kind of birth metaphor, which is that, uh, which I think fits particularly well with what he's about to go through, right? Which is, yeah. um, yes, it is going to be terrible, right? Like, uh, yeah. I've never done it, but from what I hear, childbirth is is no joke, right? Yeah. Um, and, and they didn't yeah. really have epidurals uh, in in Jesus' day, um, but yeah,
1: yeah, no, and I think it's it's again the context is key here because usually when I hear someone who hasn't gone through childbirth, particularly a biological man, using childbirth metaphors, I'm mm-hmm. like, shut the front door.
2: But right, Jesus, maybe
1: maybe stop. <laughs> but but if you are someone who is at risk of being crucified, <laughs> you know, I think you can speak to that. Yeah, I think you like you might appreciate the enormity, the enormity of the suffering. Right. Right. Um, And I think that's especially, I I love that these words are in the gospel, of John, because it's in this gospel, right. That he has this very intimate connection with his mother Mm -hmm. at the crucifixion moment. Right. And so this idea, you know, when he's talking about about birth and the pain that one would go through and then the joy of having brought a human being into the world, right? Um, how does it feel to be, I mean, she's right, the theotokos in this theology, right? She's brought God into the world and now she's watching God die. And um, that intertwined relationship of joy and sorrow is, um, it's, it's, I think it's more profound maybe, I would argue that it's more profound in this gospel than in any of the others. Yeah. Like resurrection is not undeath, right? right? Resurrection does not mean that all suffering and grief, um, either those of, of the first followers of, of Jesus or us is forgotten, right? Our, our grief matters. Um, our sorrow matters. And it, it turns to, to joy but I like this use of the word joy because joy is something that I think is is much more complicated and holds room for bittersweetness in a way that like glee or happiness
2: doesn't, Mm -hmm.
1: right? Joy is, um, I'm thinking about this because I work in a collegiate setting and I think about um, parents seeing joy when their children graduate and yet they're also crying. Right. And they're also having they're <laughs> having experiencing getting, loss. They're experiencing loss. And it's 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 joy because there's possibility and hope to where their their children are going, but in many ways they're still losing them, right? And so that's I think um resurrection holds that very sophisticated and mature understanding of what joy is. And that's what this, I think that's what this passage does is it says that suffering and joy sit side by side together. And because this is the gospel of John, we should assume that both suffering and joy are a part of the abundant life that Jesus offers us. Right. Right. Together. Yeah. Yeah. I think about,
0: you know, in the same vein, uh, the way Brueggemann talks about the Psalms, which is Psalms of orientation, Psalms of disorientation and Psalms of reorientation. Um, reorientation doesn't bring you back to where you were in orientation, right? You are, you're different because of having gone through the disorientation. You're different because of having gone through the birth. You're different because of having gone through the suffering. And yet there is reorientation. There is joy. There is something there
1: for us. That's right. And that for me is like the, it's the. It's, it's why it's resurrection and not resuscitation because it comes, it comes with transformation, right? Um, Jesus is a new person, sometimes so new that they, they don't even recognize him. So he breaks up bread. Yeah. And then, and then, uh, and that speaks to the power of the Eucharist perhaps, but also just the power of the symbol and the power of association, right? Like (laughs) so many, so many things to that, right? Um you see somebody back in a context you're like oh uh, I remember you I know you uh but you're I, the bread I, I also, guy but I also wonder sometimes about how the first followers of Jesus are different after Easter too right because they've gone through I mean I I think when we think about profound experiences of grief and loss right um, I I had my um, so I was very close with my maternal grandmother and she died in 2015. I, I found her in her home um, quite near death. And then she went to the hospital and she hung on for a little while, but it was, it was like the, if if you could line up how badly a death could go um, in a hospital, it was just like, she was never out of pain. It was just yeah. excruciating. Right. And we've been around, I'm sure we've both been around people who um, die in ways that are, are grace filled and there's yep. beauty in it. And, um, and this was not that, and I can, if I see a picture of myself in 2015 or 2016, I know, uh, I, I know immediately what month it is because, um, I even visibly was a different person
2: Yeah.
1: after, after that experience. And, and that wasn't, even crucifixion and that wasn't even the loss of a child and that wasn't fear of an empire right uh destroying me as well right it was this it was this very um it's a very very specific experience in my own personal life and i can also see ways in which that's that's true for many other people is that a, a profound loss transforms you so even what joy
2: feels like afterwards feels different because you you are no longer who you were. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It feels heavy and important and, and also, you know,
0: promising, right? Like, mm-hmm. because, you know, I, I don't actually want to go back to the person I was before. Amen. Which, like, is crazy, right? Because the suffering is awful. Mm-hmm. But, like, the place it brings me,
1: that's where I want to be yeah no i i I agree with that completely because I think it um if if we experience our our suffering and and allow and allow ourselves to 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 be open to how God is at work in that, right? rather than descend perhaps into bitterness, or resentment, um or hate, um, I think suffering has the capacity to make us more empathetic to others. Um, Suffering makes makes our lives more urgent. Um, For me at least, uh, after after my experience with my my grandmother, I really did see and still see other human beings as precious in a way that I did not before. Yeah. Like I and it wasn't I think that I was I didn't like care. Um, It was just that I didn't know in this embodied level how precious life is and how precious meaningful life is. Um, so yeah, after, uh, right, after the death of Jesus, the, the disciples are different people. And quite frankly, they have, they seem to have a, a different understanding of the world. Right. And yeah, I mean, they're not, they're not here to speak, but I think we can assume that that they w- might want, not want to go back either and be who they were before.
0: Right, that's true. Yeah. So you know, in this Easter tide where we're living right now, well, you know, what is the word that you would say is for us today? Right, what is the, the practice or the thought that you think um,
2: we might carry with us? Um, I mean, part of this is is in the text. That part of it is also just what we talked about, and is, um.
1: And is just very true in my ministry. Is that, you know, what I've heard us talking about is this idea that that suffering can transform us, can transform our our joy. And my hope for us as disciples of Jesus is that we remember that that is true of every single human being who lives. And sometimes I think we get we get locked. In to, into into systems that do harm, we get we get we get locked into tensions in relationships because we can't imagine the possibility, or we don't we don't imagine the possibility that the other person could ever could ever be changed. Um, and I think the the good news for me in this passage, and it's often the good news for me when I read scripture, is that is that God isn't done with any one of us, and that at any moment right? We can be transformed. Our suffering can be transformed into joy. Our resentment could be transformed into grace. Um, we could be transformed into friends, right? Like all, all this transformation is, is possible. And that for me is what, is what resurrection looks like when, when it's lived out in a daily life. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I think for me today, that is a really good word and, a and, and kind of a hard word too. Cause like, mm-hmm. there are some people I'm like, I don't actually want to believe you can be transformed. Oh yeah,
1: man! It's not. But it's like not the good news <laughs> is, the good news is like,
0: yeah, they can be, and ins- and
2: so can I. Amen. Amen. Yeah, agree. Will you, will you pray for us? Sure. Ah, Holy One, precious Lord we give you thanks and
1: praise for this opportunity to gather and to explore your word together. We ask you to, to open our hearts again, remake us into a resurrection people, remake us into the people who are, are seeking, seeking transformation in our own lives and anticipating transformation in the lives of others. We ask you to continue to bless us and guide us. And in every way, we would, we would grow to be more like Jesus, in whose name
2: we pray. Amen. Amen. Uh, this has been a joy. Thank you.